DSC, welcome back. It's your boy, Mr. Prez. And to my left... It's your boy, Cash, a.k.a. Exec P. What's going on, good people? Hey. Hey, so... uh Recently, we had a Zoom call meeting with our Patreon supporters. Thank you for your Patreon supporters. They, they suggested an idea since I don't really pay attention to all the TV shows going on. I read books. They said they present a book. I read it, get my five takeaways from it, and uh, we'll speak on it. That's this, that's this video right here. Cash decided to read this book with me. Our first book is going to be Curtis 50 Cent Jackson, Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. It's a leadership book. This is the second 50 Cent book I've read. Uh, the first one was The 50th Law with uh, Robert Greene. That was like when he was initially coming up. This is like, this is 50 been in the business for a while. This is the, the lesson he's learned since his music career kind of fading and then how he's going into uh, the showbiz world. So we're gonna just give our top five points that he made up in here. We're gonna give a brief little explanation on it and move on. And we, we know what you're thinking, 50 Cent? A uh, leadership, there's a lot to be learned from 50's leadership style and his business acumen. And again, we don't want to do the same old leadership books that everybody's pitching to you. We want to do stuff that's from our culture, from our hip hop culture specifically, and flip it back to you. I figure, you know, you'll, you'll read a book or listen to a book from a 50 cent versus some random person that you just got put on to a book and this is kind of he's right in our age range too so we grew up listening to 50 so you know what what, what better way to give back and kind of stick with the culture as they progress through different things tv shows uh successful label you name it man executive producing all types of different things um his you know his deal with vitamin water like there's a lot of things to be learned from this man and what he's done Yes, he's a troll, and yes, he's a funny guy, and yes, he's had beef with Ja Rule and all that. We get it. Rick Ross. Rick Ross, we get it. But at he the speaks, same time. He speaks on all these things, even yeah. to his uh, friendship with artists that you probably don't agree with. All this is spoke on in this book. Yeah, let's go ahead and start yeah, with yeah. the five. Let's, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Where we at? Where we at with so it? So the first takeaway, uh, 50 talked about comfort is a dream killer. Yeah, so basically he was saying that it zaps your ambition. That's that's what comfort does. When you're comfortable with something, that means you're getting lazy with it. You're, you're not giving your full effort. That's what I took out of it. Yeah, and also, um, you know, never settle on your past successes. Like, you know, that's, that's the easiest way to stay stagnant in anything. So always be looking for another opportunity to excel or grow with, within whatever you're doing. So that's kind of what I took away from that one is like, yeah, well, you can get paid a certain amount, but get out your comfort zone, do something different. Um, if you have one income stream and you're looking to have another income stream, you can have creative ways of doing that. It's just that you got to get out of your comfort zone of doing things the same exact way at a job that you've been doing forever. Like, I think we were talking about this earlier about as far as the jobs that we've done throughout our career and how we've moved up in the ranks it's given us different opportunities different leadership opportunities and sometimes we weren't comfortable in those roles like we just got forced into them it's like hey you're gonna go to this location this country boom this is what you got and you're like oh sh i, I would th thought this was just gonna be an easy you know deployment but it wasn't you know what i mean yeah and he elaborates a little bit more he's saying the number one thing that we're comfortable with is uh fear and what does he mean by that? Like he's saying fear, loneliness, fear, fear of failure. Fear of failure is like one thing that you always hear us talking about. That's what a lot of people have and why a lot of people don't take chances or they don't they don't 
think that they don't want to speak up and be that leader in the room because of that, because they scared to fail. You can't be scared to fail, man. Uh, everything, like uh, this cell phone right here, man. This is like the, the 13th iteration of this exact cell phone. I'm pretty sure like they was going through a process. It's the same corporate process that they go through every day where they're saying they're going to, hey, let's see what's, what works in this, what doesn't work, and let's move on. That we take our successes out of all those failures and we build something great. And we've kind of talked that nauseam about this as far as our struggles with starting a podcast, figuring things out, doing things wrong for a long amount of time, not preparing, not over preparing. Being us, like it's a whole lot of different things, and we've failed a lot, but you know, you got to be consistent. And I think that's a lot to do with why we are where we are right now is being consistent and improving over time. So, but yeah, I, I like that. That um, comfort is comfort is a dream killer, it's a dream killer. So, Takeaway number two that 50 had up there was uh, patient is your strength. So when he talked about patience is your strength, he's saying focus on your potential, not your payday. I, I, the way I analyze this, I kind of analyze it as like uh, when you're gambling, when you're playing Texas Hold'em, right? Are you going to go in right there off the blind? No. You're going to see if you can get anybody else to throw more money in the pot. Increase your payday. That's what you got to do. So you got to do hold them a little bit, hold back a little bit, be a little bit patient before you get that look on your eyes or you think you're just gonna jump in on anything. So wait for those opportunities and excel with it. Yeah, I, I kind of took from it uh, something similar, but like a, a little bit differently. So I feel like, you know, you have to believe in, in you and your brand and you don't have to sell it for low. You know what I mean? Because nobody's gonna believe in you like you believe in you. Like if you selling t-shirts, you better go hard. Don't be ashamed to promote that T-shirt every single day. Don't be ashamed to say, hey, I have this going on. Are you interested? Like you have to consistently be doing that and, and sell your product at a, at a level of this is the shit and this is why you should buy it. That's kind of what I, I took for it is it's never settled for. I just have a little thing going on because if you come to the table like that, then nobody else is going to believe in you. So I take it in the leadership aspect is you have to have confidence in your approach to anything that you put your name on. You know, you have to put your best foot forward. And if you make a decision, stand on that shit. And if you fail, you fail. But at least you went in guns blazing and you went in with this singular focus and you adapt and, and adjust as needed. But the people that work for you or work Beside you, they at least have the confidence in you and what you're saying. And that's kind of what I took from that takeaway there. Okay. Takeaway number three. If we can't be friends, then at least let's be enemies. <laughs> Classic 50. Yeah, Classic. If, if, if y'all know if y'all listen at 50 Cent or, or or follow his business deals or or hell, his music career, like you you know exactly where he's coming at with this. Like if you ain't if you ain't on his side, he's gonna turn you to a meme, whatever it takes. Like he's gonna make he's gonna get some free promotion out of you or do whatever it takes to make that his benefit. Flipping it to the leadership aspect though, I kind of see it as like, yo, I'm not gonna like everybody that I work with. I'm not gonna like everybody I work beside. I'm not gonna like everybody that works in a whole nother organization that I have to constantly do business with. But we still have to do business <laughs> in, yeah. in certain aspects. So you have to keep those enemies, so to speak, or those associates rather in a, in a corporate world, if you're in a corporate world, close to you. And that's not saying you have to be fake with them, but you have to acknowledge that 
hey, me and these people just don't vibe, but you have to find a workaround yeah. to get to whatever where your goal where is. Where it can still be beneficial. Where it to can be beneficial to both. You don't have to be the best of buddies to, to get shit done. And that's kind of what I, I took from it. Yes, it's a the title is a little, it'll throw you <laughs> off, but that's kind of what I got from it. It's like, yeah, I don't have to smile and kiki in everybody's face, but we can work together and come together on particular projects. It, I mean, using a negative to motivate you to a positive is never a bad thing. I mean, it's a little anal, but I mean, some people that are the top tier in their profession use little motivating factors like that. So it, it, it can work. It's just, it doesn't work for me per se, but I understand where 50 was coming, coming from. With. Our fourth takeaway is uh, new energy. So he's saying expand your reach, expand your network. So I was talking with Cash earlier about this. I think we already do it by having the military background. As you make rank and go up in the ranks, you're supposed to shed uh, the people that you was talking to before because you got more responsibility. It can't be fraternization with the lower ranks and everything. Uh, but I now, like hearing 50 talk about this and how it's used in the corporate world, uh, I could definitely see why they want us to do that. Because you need to look for those new people who's going to have like-mindedness or a level above you as mentors to help keep getting you to achieve more. You know what I mean? Because if you still stand with that that lower level or the lower rank with you, they're used to doing certain things. You got to work to get to that management level as you go up in the ranks in the military. But I mean, to, to your point is, it's kind of like if you are the smartest person in the room, then like me personally, if I'm the smartest person in the room, I don't want to be in that room nine times out of 10. And that's because I always want to learn from other smart people. I'm actually intrigued by what other people have to offer. And you, you wouldn't believe how many people that are maybe above you in career or status, or just have more information in a particular subject how they're willing to give it all to you. If you just ask the right questions, if you do your research on that person and, and tickle their fancy, so to speak, stroke that ego, you can be in the position that you want to be in just all of information. That's, that's it. Sometimes it may not be a handout. It just may be information. And if you surround yourself with people like that, then you can go a lot further. And that's what kind of 50 speaks to. Um, he was talking about going into the label, I think at the, at one point and, uh, not talking to the same people in the label. So mm -hmm. he wanted to talk to certain people because what can you do for me at this this level that this person can't do for me at this level? And it, it made to total sense. I forget the exact uh, different offices, but you guys kind of get the point is, you know, you have to use the people that can advance your career or what your initiative and what you're trying to do for the better. Yep. And then the fifth takeaway we're going to talk about is, is your team built to win? Basically, this was talking about evaluate your team constantly. Uh, when you evaluate your team, are you the only one that's making buckets? Like, are you the only one that's shooting and everybody else is just alone for the ride? Like you're, you're, you're taking them two wins, but without you there, will your team fall apart? If that, if that is so, your team ain't adding no value. You, it's time to like shed some of those other people. So as a new energy you talked about, like you're going to have to make, you have to get in these different circles and have new people coming in. You, you're going to have to reevaluate what they are bringing to the table constantly and share them if they're, if they start slacking or they, they're not pulling their weight or they ain't adding a lick of value to anything that you're doing. That's my thing. Like you, you know, me, I'm like, I, I, I give you a few strikes, but I'm very blunt and honest with 
yo, you ain't doing this. I don't need you around no more as far as any project or, or what we're working on because like you're dead weight. If I have to constantly remind you that you need to be doing X, Y, Z on a joint project that we're working together. Yeah, we may be homies. We might even be friends, but I, I have to be able to at a certain point say, hey, what you're doing or if you're, you're watching, listening, what a person is doing to you is bothering you a lot more than it's bothering them. So you have to kind of look at it that way. It's like, hey, they're not getting work done. Like, this is beyond a friendship. Like, if you value the friendship, you would probably be working 10 times harder, to be honest with you, <laughs> to make this thing work. But, you know, people have different work um, ethics. And you find out that quickly. You know what I mean? So sometimes your team may not be who they initially were. And, like, him coming from the rapper world, it's just like everybody come up together. These are my, my people, my people's. Okay, cool. But... At a certain but point, the, yeah, it goes beyond that. Now it's business. We got to transition from this life to this life. We have to be up on time for certain things. We have to be professional in this setting. We can't approach this the same way we're going to approach this as far as from a street manner. You know what I mean? And I'm just going off of his experiences and what he spoke to in the book with Lloyd Banks, uh, Tony Ayo, and the others. Like They were his dudes on Gilly tour. The kid. He talked about Yeah, Gilly he talked the about Gilly the Kid walking away from a deal, being short-sighted. With it being like, I think it was like he wanted a mil a million for the deal, but Gilly didn't even have the cachet in the music industry at the time to demand such a deal. And he cut his nose to spite his face in that instance because he could have took the short route, going back to your previous point, uh, Prez, where he could have just knew his value over time and probably could have been that dude as far as rappers. We know he wrote for your favorite rapper, Lil Wayne and stuff. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, uh, even in the book review. even in the book review. but what i'm saying is that he could have incrementally built his value if he was around 50 and 50 was able to nurture his career and some of it is pride possibly um but yeah man that's kind of where i stand with it shed, shed your team when they're not proving value so that go five values that me and cash uh like we took away from the book it's definitely a lot more in this book i didn't think he was going to be able to write another book to this sense on leadership once again. But you can see that he, he kept growing throughout that time frame. After he shed that music career and what he's been able to do in a, doing showbiz, he learned new tactics. He learned, he adapted. Like, And that's that's the main thing. It's a lot more lessons in this book. I, I would suggest that you read it. To our Patreon people, I thank y'all for recommending the book. I'm glad I actually got a chance to go through it. Uh, Cash, you got anything to say? Yeah, uh, what I got to say is like it's a short listen. It's about seven hours, so everybody's listening in the podcast or audio books at this point nobody has time and in, in our busy lives to sit down and actually read a hardcover but it's an easy listen seven hours or so a little over seven hours and it's a quick read you know I, I have the book and i have the audio book and you know got through it really quickly so a lot of gems in there a lot of good stories if you're a fan of hip-hop in there um that kind of relate to his leadership style and hustle harder hustle smarter so check the book out i couldn't recommend it anymore man but yeah, so with that said, we'll uh, come up with another book and it, it'll kind of be inspired around hip hop culture or just books we generally find interesting on leadership and mindfulness and mindset. So we're we not going to just stick to one thing, but um, I'm enjoying it. I enjoyed this this review, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if y'all got any suggestion or, or you read the book and you want to come in on it, let us know how you feel. Like this if you want, like you want us to do more of these things. And uh, yeah, DSC out. Peace. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you, the person that keeps listening, but you don't want to like and subscribe and share. Do me a favor, man. 
help me help you giving you more episodes, giving you better content and giving you a better product. How can you do that? Patreon. Become one of our members. We got three tiers. We have the $3, the $5, and the $10 tier. Either one can help us help you. So subscribe today at Patreon backslash DSC podcast.